Hi, welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I am your host, Carol Tuttle. We are broadcasting live right now simultaneously on Blog Talk Radio and also on Facebook. We have been doing a series on profiling each of the four types of children. And today we wrap up that series by looking at how to profile the type four child. And so on Facebook, if you want to jump on Facebook with me, my broadcast, facebook.com forward slash Carol Tuttle, we're going to look at face profiling the type for child. And so I've got some images here. But first, I want to say thank you to my um, show sponsor, which is Oceans Alive. It is a wonderful product that you can, in a few drops a day, meet a large amount of your child's nutritional needs. In the morning, it's very palatable. Go to thechildwhisperer.com forward slash plankton because Oceans Alive is marine, it's phytoplankton. It's one of the most nutrient-rich foods we can consume. Go to childwhisper.com forward slash plankton. And I want to thank my, um, we have a great success story. I want to share this with you before we get into face profiling the type for child. And I'll also be going off air on Facebook. You can call in with your question at 377-377. It's in the copy above. Hang on, I got to get it for you. It's 347 347-677-1963. Call in with your question to talk to me live today. I can help you get that parent that that parenting dilemma solved today. There's great insights for uh, that are just waiting for you to tune into to resolve whatever parenting dilemma you're facing. But today's success story is just wanted to share my three-year-old type three has been begging me to let her help mop the floor for ages. And I had tons of stuff to do today. So after I had swept the living room, I gave her a mop and a bucket of water and let her have at it. I did tell her to try not to get too much water on the floor, but otherwise just to have fun and keep it on the floor, not the walls or the couch. I came back after sweeping the rest of the area and she had done a fairly good job the whole middle of the living room. Missed all the corners, but it wasn't a flood which is what I was afraid it would be. She may have just got a new regular chore. Three-year-old type three, give me something to do. Let me do that chore so I can stand back, look at that, that floor I cleaned and get great satisfaction out of that. Make sure, mom, after you give them the chore and good for you to see the parameters in which she could do that in and being okay with what she could succeed in at three years old, make sure, take a moment, Step back, look at the floor and go, wow, look how clean that floor looks. Take in the results. That means a lot to your type 3 children. So today we're looking at face profiling the type 4 more serious child. We're looking for symmetry. We're looking for a face shape that's rectangular or oblong. We're looking for parallel lines. We're looking for that in their cheekbones, their jawlines, their brow. 
We're looking for these symmetry and parallel lines in their foreheads, their smiles. So I've got several images here. Start with this little girl. You can see right away that, and this is common, that type 4 children are not, um, they're not animated nature typically as their first expression. So for photos, they'll usually have a closed mouth smile, which is true for type for adults as well. So we see a lot of parallel lines. First, the rectangular forehead here, a straight line across the brow bone. The way the light reflects the face, you can see that it creates a division down. If you go, the light reflecting off the nose, down to the chin, and we have what we call a mirroring image, and then a very straight mouth line. Eyes are set on a straight line as well. I think this baby is really has some strong type four features. First, we see a more square head. See those parallel lines on each side of the face? We've got a straight, this little baby smiling, and we see straight, a straight mouth smile, but you can tell it's a bit of a grin. And then we see these parallel lines coming off each side of the corners of the mouth. Eyes are straight on a, set on a straight line. A little bit of curve in the brow. Here's another great example of straight, a more rectangular face. We've got straight eyebrows, eyes set on a straight line, straight mouth. Very defined jawline, sculpted jawline as well. Another little boy, a little bit of a curve in the brow. Now, any type can have a widow's peak. What we'll see at the type four is it will be pretty cement middle. It'll be placed right in the middle of the forehead. So you could draw a line down through the center of the nose all the way down to the chin. And we've got that mirroring image again, another straight very long straight mouth line, I set on a straight line. A little bit more of a oblong face shape here. Cher has one of the most um, expressive oblong faces of a type four. Cher, the artist, the vocal artist. Yeah, I chose this type four teenager very specifically to get a profile shot where you can see the strong cheek bone that's the exact, it mirrors the jawline. See that mirroring, the bone of the cheek and the jawbone are the exact same line. And then we see that straight nose bridge. Very defined jawline, which I mean that they, the, the bottom of the jaw really is clean underneath. It's not sloping here. It's very defined. Now, this is my grandson. Look how straight his mouth line is, a long parallel line. We have his eyes are set on a straight line. It's a little bit of an oblong with some straight lines to the sides of his face. He has a rectangular forehead. He prefers not to smile showing his teeth. This is my granddaughter. That was Seth, my oldest grandchild. This is one of my youngest grandchildren, Ruby, who's um, the sister to her type two twin. She has a really rectangular face shape. See those straight lines? 
very rectangular forehead. We've got those eyes set on a straight line. And then her mouth's pretty straight here. And again, that mirroring image by cutting right through the middle of the So those are the face profiling features of a type four child we showed from babies up to teen years. Hope that helps you in assessing your children. Really look for those parallel lines and symmetry and they have a reflective quality every child is active within their own expression of self but it is different for a type 4 i'm going to keep um, sharing live on blog talk radio you can call in to listen at 347-677-1963 or click on the link in the facebook copy keep listening i will be taking your live calls today I'd love to help you solve a parenting dilemma. And I'm going to give you more tips on profiling a type 4 child in body language, acti activity, um, and voice. And then I will be answering a few email questions. I had a type 3 mom write into me saying she's wondering if her type 4 can have some very not type 4 traits. And I'll be answering that question as well as others. So thanks for watching on Facebook. And keep listening because it's going to be and is a great show. My first email question that came in today was, well, no, let me go back. I've got to finish my profiling the type for child. Now, body language, you know, people tend to think that if a child's active, they must be a higher movement. All children are active within their own type. And a type 4 child, though, is going to have in their body language a more quality of rigidness, as you see in their posture, when they're sitting, standing. They're very unlikely to cross their legs, their arms. Um, they'll stand straight. They'll stand at attention quite often, where it's just natural for them, both feet planted, evenly balanced on the floor, arms just hanging off to the side. They have a... Um, natural ability to sit up straight and I had somebody say to me on a Facebook comment today because I tend to lean forward when I sit I don't sit so erect and straight up I'll lean forward which is probably more type three moving into things and she said Carol sit up straight which I thought was unnecessary but she was a type four and I thought that was interesting that in her view of the world, everybody should be sitting up straight. Type 4 children just naturally sit up straight. I think there were a lot of type 4 parents of old going around telling their kids to sit up straight. Like somehow that was um, affecting the moral character of who we are as human beings where, I mean, you want to have a healthy posture, but I don't think that's such a... Um, uh, yeah, that, that's like an old parenting command. Sit up straight that I think we're moving out of. So type fours will naturally sit up straight. Now their voices tend to have a real distinct quality to their pronunciation. These children can either learn to talk very early by mimicking you or they'll be delayed and that is according to the developmental standard developmental charts and, and timelines. They may be delayed as they prefer to perfect their ability to speak, and then they'll speak in more full sentences. But they have a clean sound. Pronunciation is quite, 
quite defined in how they pronounce their words. And they'll even ask you often in their early years, my grandson would say, how do you say that? Or what does that word mean? And he'd mimic you and then want to know what was the meaning of that word. And as they develop into their adult voice, they do have a, a lower pitch to it. People, adults quite often that are voiceover talents are most often type four people unless they're animated voiceover talents they would be a type one and so that um activity wise these are children that will play independent quite easily they do need solitude as that's part of nurturing their being they need downtime alone from movement noise and kind of the quality of um, movement becomes a quality of interference to their well-being if it's they don't have a balance of uh, 20, 30, even an hour of solitary time. And so if they're not supported in that, they may be going extreme in that by isolating themselves because if things are just too hectic and there's too much disorder from their point of view in the home, they'll retreat to their bedrooms, to books and, and screen time because they are feeling this um, the, this interference of the disorder in their own system. So you got to, you know, any home has more harmony that just has more order to it. And that doesn't mean necessarily high amounts of structure, but order in the way things play out in the day. And type for children needs some sense of um, repetition, predictability that they can expect certain things to play out a certain way. That doesn't mean the whole family has to operate according to their preferences. There's a lot of ability as they are their own authority to have them support them in more of an independent day-to-day um, -day function. So they're a part of the family and they have an independence from the family that they operate according to their preferences. If they're always being over, you know, pulled into how the family energy moves, the family environment functions, and they don't have a sense of their own functioning, their own nature, that's when they're going to be very, uh, they can get angry, they can become angry children, they can feel very, be very difficult, and they don't even know what that's about. They just know they don't feel a sense of predictable order and structure they can depend on. So my first question came in from a type three mom and she says, I'm a type three mom and I'm wondering if a type four can have some very not type four traits. My 13 year old son is a type four with a strong secondary type two, I think. He sees inconsistency and is very much his own authority. He wears type four colors well and washes out in type two colors, but he likes baggy, old, comfy clothes. His posture is more slouched than straight. He doesn't have the perfectionistic tendency. He's content when he thinks things are good enough. He has few close friends. Do you think he's a type two or a type four? Um, I didn't get an, oh, he's 13. You know, he's really wanting to be his own person. So if you're really coming on, you're a type three, you're gonna come on fairly strong in certain things that you value and determine in your approach. So his pushback or his saying, I don't want that is his way to exercise his own authority. And that could very well be in his clothes to say, I'm gonna wear what I wanna wear. And it could be in an effort to just um, 
choose his own way with that. I think you're probably right that he's a type four, but he's choosing other preferences because you may, there, where is that um, type three moms have had a lot of influence in how their children function in the world when they don't know this. We just, we have a strong energy and our energy takes charge. And so you couldn't have known this when he was little. It wasn't around when he was a baby. So how far are you into knowing his type? And does he know his type? And do you support him in choosing how to live true to that nature with you being his ally and partner and, you know, kind of co-conspirator of the goodness of his life where you're there for him and you're guiding and leading um, as he guides and leads himself, that there's a cooperative effort here from parent to child. And just keep looking at that and see how well you're doing with that. And where do you still take over where your energy takes more of the um, demanding presence where he's not the in his kind of given rights to himself in age 13, he's developmentally, moving into being his own person more than any phase of his life. Let's go to our phone lines. I have a, another type three mom on the line. Hi, Beth. You're live on the show. Hi, Carol. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. You've got a type three. Oh, you're the type three and you're moving. And you want help with mm-hmm. the transition. You have five. Yeah. You have a type two girl, 15-year-old, type one boy, 13, a lot of numbers to remember in my world. Type three girl that's ten, and a type four boy that's seven, and a type one boy. So you have all types. You have a type one boy that's five. I do. Yeah. Yeah, you have yeah. what I call well, a full I, house. I do. Full house, like a like a like a it's like fun. a poker play. <laughs> like yeah, a poker. So we have. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, and I have a type one husband who keeps life fun for all of us. So. Um, so yeah, it works out, but, um, and the, the energy around the move has been pretty positive, but we're moving to a brand new city, brand new schools. They were actually able with this charter school previously to all be wearing uniforms and all be in the same school from K through ninth. And so Oh, it was, I loved it. Yes. But um, but now we're changing to three different schools in a new area, new house, new people, and I just would love some advice from you about about how to um, to help them through this change. And yeah, what's your advice? Well, I first get yourself kind of in. I'd make yourself the priority. What do you need? Right. That's going to support mm-hmm. you being. Um, not feeling like you're pulled in all these directions. And so it's yeah. like on the airplane, they tell you to put your oxygen mask on you first, not your kid, your children. So yeah. that, what do you need? That'd be my first, you know, what, what do I need to make sure I've got things set in place? Are you doing, if you need carpools, if you need, you know, you kind of have to give yourself a month to kind of get settled in figuring totally. out your own routine. And then mm-hmm. in that, you know, and tell your kids that. (laughs) I'm getting more It's going to be a transition. Yeah. I I have a weekly meeting just to say, how are we doing? What do people, what do they read? Just keep it open. Right. Communication, you know, and and how they're doing and say, yeah, I'm still getting oriented and give yourself six months, you know. Yeah. 
okay. kind of find find your new day to day um, routine and and set intentions as a family too. You know that if you read my book, Remembering Wholeness. Yes. Well, I teach that energy circle process in there, and we used to do that as a family. We would draw one big circle in front of us. We would all stand mm-hmm. in a circle as a family, and we'd draw our portion of the circle, connecting it up to one big circle. And once a week, right. we would throw our intentions into the circle to really put that energy into motion. So that'd be a fun way for you to now create, start a creative process as a family. And then so then the week the next week you go, all right, who manifested their intention? You know, how's it going? And then do it again. Yeah, check and that, in. that will really give you an advantage. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Great advice. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love that. Keeping the communication open, you know, while this is all happening. And, and I do the, I do that, uh, that similar thing, thing with the energy circle while I'm running. I find that oh, yeah. I while I'm that. active. <laughs> It's so great. I love it. Yep. Yes, it is. I'm multitasking, like, right? Anyway. Okay. Two things well, done thank at you once. so much. Yeah, good luck. Yes. Okay, thank appreciate you. I appreciate it. We've got Mary on the line. Mary, hi. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. You're a type one, and you have a type four, four-year-old daughter that wants things a certain way. Or she has yes. a meltdown. <laughs> yes, yeah. and I've been going, I've been going back and forth if she's a one or a four. But after listening um, today, I, I'm pretty sure she is a four. Um, I guess I could just give you an example. It actually happened this morning to kind of illustrate what we're dealing with. So I was going to have breakfast with her, and before I could actually sit down at the table, her father came downstairs, and she said. Daddy needs to go back upstairs. You needed to sit down at the table before he could come downstairs. And my husband was not having any of that. So he just said, you know, I'm not going back upstairs. Like, your mom can just sit down. And she just would not. Does she kind of get in trouble for saying things like that? Like, does the tone of voice that your husband used, was it sort of stern and, yeah, you know, kind of like. Yeah, frustrated with it. Yeah, so he'll be yeah, like, no, see, like, I'm not going upstairs. Like, just let your mom sit down. Like, that kind of a thing. What type's your husband? He's a four as well, for yeah, sure. Battle of, the battle of the fours. <laughs> he's, see, and he's losing perspective. She's four years old. I mean, did he have right. a type four parent that was telling him what to do a lot? His father a is a type four as well, yes. Well, that's bringing it up. He's got a type four well, you know, he's he's transferring onto his daughter this old kind of wound from Noah. You know, it's a very see the way your daughter's saying it is very matter of fact, very as though she's just telling you what to do. She doesn't know any other way to say it, you know. And right. there, you know, he's then the fact that he's coming back to her in a stern way. That that's what's making it an issue. Because he okay. just made it an issue. He just made yeah. what a four-year-old said an issue. And if you put it into context, say, we're dealing with a four-year-old here. It's a type right. four that's learning her way in the world and how to be her own authority to say, thank you for that feedback. Um, we're going to choose this. What do you want to choose for yourself right now? And then say, which, you know, give her an option. 
So you want to, you don't want to shut that down. You want to redirect it. You want to help her understand where do I apply this part of me that's so instinctual to say, I need to have some authority over something. You know, I need a way to stir, you know, just have an opinion. (laughs) I have an opinion. My opinion is mommy should do this. You should do that. But the fact that that's just too strong of a response for the context of what's happening. And that's an old wound that your husband's dealing with that he doesn't, he didn't like it, you know, 15, his type four father telling him he didn't get a chance to be his own authority yeah, because yeah. he had to comply to his father's type four authority and the father, the grand, you know, in this scenario. So now we're getting a, we're getting an over, it, it's a, it, it's just an, the response is overly, it's too strong for this scenario. Okay. Is he open to the profiling? Um, a little bit. He'll listen to me talk about it. Um, but he, um, I bought him the, the, pro- the program for men. So I was trying not yeah. to tell him what it is, like, you know, allowing yeah. him to figure it out for himself. Yeah. Um, I bought him that for Christmas and he has yet to even um, sign on to it. So um, he'll listen to it, but I don't think he's particularly, um, I don't know, he's not involved. I well, guess. this is where you have a private, you say, I want to meet with you privately. Um, you don't have to say you talk to me or whatever, just say I've been, um, this is an issue and I'd like you to listen till I'm done. Don't interrupt me, please. <laughs> I, I, then I'll ask for your opinion. But I feel this is what, you know, that's just too strong. I feel that response is too strong. Our daughter's trying to develop her own sense of authority. And ha- she has opinions. And so it's our opportunity to help her discover, you know, how to, how to, how, how to develop that so that it's a, a value to her and our family versus something that we're disciplining. Right, right. She's okay, more. and so her response, right. And her response then also seems very, you know, over the top because then she's screaming and wailing. And so is that a reaction probably to his response? He just made it the issue. Okay, right. You got a choice as a parent to what degree you're going to make something, you know, on the spectrum of issue. That could be a non-issue by just understanding, oh, that's my type for child having an opinion, being an authority. I'm not going to, you know, take it verbatim that somehow she's just, that she's even conscious enough as a four-year-old to be telling us what to do. She's finding her way with this. She's trying to find her way with this. You know, if I treat her like, well, she's trying to control my life and tell me what to do and I will not have it. So there you go. I'm putting you in your place, you four-year-old. She has no ability to contrive that. She's not waking up going, how can I tell my parents what to do? I want to control their life. His response, his emotional response is connected to his type 4 father controlling him for way too long into his life. And I don't know, maybe still happening. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because if you've got a type 4, they're going to parent true to their nature, which is I'm the one in charge. I'm the one with all the authority. I get to tell my kids what to do. Right. And you got a type four child. That's why I see type fours either in their black and white approach to the world, all or nothing. They love me or they're like, 
I'm not going to have somebody else tell me what to do and who I am because that's how my parent, that's what one of my parent, my type four parents did to me. And I suddenly right. know, you know, they have a, a version to energy profiling because they're trying to prevent being controlled again. When honestly, it has some of the biggest permissions to just be themselves. So be patient okay. with it. But in favor of your daughter, you know, I see a lot of type one moms that just don't speak up to these things and don't do yeah. it. It's got to be, it needs to be private in respect of him. Okay. But you know what? Be a boy. I had that mother that never spoke up for me, never took a stand for any of us. And there was a lot of wounding that we've had to heal in our lives because, you know, my dad kind of got the obvious sort of, my dad's the bad guy and he was the most overtly dysfunctional, but my mom was, you know, just as inept in her parenting, not being able to say, look, that's not okay. We need to talk about this because I don't, you know, that's hurting our children and I'm not okay with that. Okay. Thank you. you. That's very helpful. Yeah. Pray for your angels to just be around you, to support you having a clear voice because they're so clear and so strong in their opinion. Type ones can get lost in the screen, you know, they get scrambled. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Okay. (laughs) You can do it. Good for you to care. Thank you so much, Carol. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate that, that moms are willing to, you need to, we need to, it's really important to speak up in loving, kind ways to, as a parent, you know, and not let the other parent that can have some dysfunctional parenting strategies, um, uh, you know, there's, there, those are an opportunity to put a voice to, to, to find a healthier way in support of that person, not blaming them, not demeaning them or shaming them. But just saying, you know, your choice isn't in some, is some of your parenting choices aren't supporting our children's well-being. And I'd like to find new options, actions. Then another question that came in from a type 2 mom, she writes, my 13-year-old type 4 son has been on meds for ADHD since third grade. This was mainly to support him with school. But he's getting worse with school over the years, not better. What do I do now? Seeing the psychologist and the psychiatrist don't seem to be working. We have plans to take him to a neuropsychiatrist to see if there's something more we are missing. But in the meantime, he's failing eighth grade. What do you suggest we do to help him with school until we get to the bottom of it? You need to really look at, you know, that's where I recently was introduced to Dr. Daniel Amen at amenclinics.com. He has some of the best information on ADHD. This is a brain health issue. Plus, it could also be that he just has not found his own sense of authority and confidence as a type 4. See, what happens in this case, if a child, type 4s have a need to perfect things and keep improving things. So if they're not seeing progress made, they'll pull out altogether. They don't want anything to do with it because there's not success. What can you help him create success in one portion of school, one subject, one assignment? You need to start building a routine of success because what's happening is without that success, he's just all or nothing. He's gone to the nothing. I want nothing to do with school. The phytoplankton that I talk about, the marine phytoplankton, go to thechildwhisper.com forward slash 
plankton and get some of this highly nutritious food. His diet is critical here, brain health. His brain isn't working properly. And that's why I love Dr. Raymond because he talks about brain health rather than mental illness. This is a brain health. If ADHD has been diagnosed, it's a brain health issue and there's corrections for this. And a lot of them have to do with diet and supplementation. So get the marine phytoplankton. Your child needs micronutrients to help his brain get functioning properly. And then Dr. Amen has a lot of information. If you just Google Dr. Amen, he's a psychiatrist. He's done over 83,000 brain scans. I went and did a brain scan a month ago down in his clinic. He has six clinics across the country. If it comes to that, you may want to go get your son's brain scan. But there's a lot of other things you can do first that are a lot less expensive. But I got to look at my brain, and it was fascinating. And maybe I'll do a Healing with Carol segment on that on Facebook Live someday to show my brain and what it taught me. Now I have a working knowledge of what I need to do to get my brain healthier by very specific feedback. But he has assessments. Um, you can take your uh, an assessment on his page. There's a lot of it. When you do 83,000 brain scans, you kind of know how to put a test together to get some self-diagnosis based on everything you've seen and the side effects of what, when a brain looks a certain way, what are the side effects going to look like? So it's got great stuff. So don't give up. Your um, good chance your psychologist and psychiatrist may not be on this page unless they're more alternative in their approach. Uh, doctors are taught to diagnose and medicate. It's just of the last couple decades that we've seen a new version of um, medical professionals because we've got pioneers in all aspects of the world of traditional medicine that are changing the way we do things. Dr. Daniel Lehman is one of those. He said in 1993, why are we the only physicians that do not look at the organ we are treating? And he started to do brain scans. And I think that, I'm like, duh, is it type three? I'm like, yeah, that seems like a practical approach. Let's look at the brain before we decide what to give the body in behalf of medicating the brain. So um, I still have time for one more caller. If you're listening, push one. I'll take my last caller in the next five minutes after that. I won't have time for any more callers for today's show. So if you're calling in, uh, push one. My producer will talk to you and we'll get you on the air here today. Another email question that came in, my seven-year-old type four son has started putting himself down a lot. He says, I'm really bad at that or I'll never learn this or everyone else is much better at that. In reality, he's a very clever and talented boy. Sometimes I feel like he might be fishing for compliments from me and my husband. Please tell me I'm actually good. Other times he generally seems to have really high expectations for himself. How can I help him manage his tendency to self-criticize? I'm a type four mom. Well, where do you, first of all, criticize yourself? And do you have, is he mirroring something for you? Maybe yours is internal, your own self-talk. Where are you being highly critical of yourself? Because what happens is female type four, um, type four females typically will have an internal tape of the criticism. Type four males will either be critical of others, things in life, or themselves. 
Now, rather than trying just, how do you reply to? How do you respond to that? Do you just respond with the opposite? No, you're not. You're da 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 da. That's just not going to be effective with a type four because now you're in a debate, and you don't want to try and you don't want to enroll him in trying to convince you by coming back even stronger. A really good thing to say would be, so you don't you don't feel that you're very good at that. Why do you say that, or why do you think that? Then have him answer that question. And let's say he says, well, because da 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 da. Oh, really? So you don't think? So what do you? What would make you think you would be good at it? Get in a dialogue about it. Ask questions. Um, find out what's at the root of this. You know, is there something that he's failed in previously that now he's kind of spreading that around to a lot of things that he's afraid of failing again? In his world, at at seven years old, he perceived that he's failed something. So now in an effort to prevent failing again, he's just going to decide I'm not good at it and I'm just not going to even try because I'm going to prevent failing. Because that could be a strategy subconsciously that he's operating in because there's something he's not um, been given more understanding of is you have a chance to enlighten him to say, well, that's really not failure. That was your learning process. So, you know, being perfect is perfect in the process, perfect in learning, perfect in growing, perfect in development, perfect in the journey, not the outcome. Perfect in, you're all, we're always growing, we're always learning. And there are things he be, can become really good at that he can say, yeah, that I'm really good at. So what is something he really shines in to say, well, yeah, maybe you're not that good in that. That's okay. But if it's a homework, if it's a subject in school, and maybe something he doesn't have as much strength in to say, well, you can either choose to perfect it and it will take more of your time and effort to apply yourself, or you could just decide it's just going to be what it is, average, you know. But look over here. Look at these three things you are really good at that you master. Like my, my type 4 son is really, really good at um, cycling, both mountain bikes and road cycles. He's about to do a race Saturday. Um, he is doing a road race. They have a event called the Tour of Utah. It's kind of our own version of the Tour de France. And he's um, doing the last leg they open to the public where he goes from Snow Basin, Utah to Snowbird, Utah. This is over 100 miles. This is a long race. It's over. I don't have the exact mileage. I think it's around 100 miles. It's going to take him like eight hours. He's been training for that for months. To the point where he's really like, oh, I'm going to be so glad when this is over because he's given himself such a focused effort on this. He's per perfected his ability to do this event and run this and ride this race. And uh, the guy is really good. He's a good cyclist. He has, you know, he wins. He enters weekly mountain bike competitions in our local area. He'll usually uh, get in the top three. He's in one of the higher divisions as well. So, you know, he knows he's really, you know, that's where he's really good. And he has a really nice bike. He has a very nice mountain bike and a very nice road bike. They're worth at least five to $8,000 each. This is his area where he can really put that type four energy. So where can your son really apply himself? You know, and the other things in life, let's decide what perfection really is and that's achievable. And he may need to be um, given some feedback on that. So, got one more um, 
see, I've got a couple of people trying to get on the line. We'll see if we have time for that. Let me go through wonderful announcements this week. We have tomorrow, we're going to be online again on Facebook with a profiling your type two purse. We're doing a purse series. So tune in, join me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Carol Tuttle. I do a lot of cool things on Facebook. And then also make sure that you go to thechildwhisper.com and subscribe to my weekly newsletter. A lot of inspiration for you in my weekly newsletter. A lot of things happening on my website. All my sites are combined now. You can find Dressing Your Truth, The Child Whisper, my energy healing work, Carol Tuttle, everything in my world in one place. And you can just go to thechildwhisper.com and it, you'll see everything else right there. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, itunes.com forward slash Carol Tuttle. And I also want to thank um, all of you that send in success stories. Please send your success story to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Those inspire other parents to keep at it, to keep going, to know that they could just be right there close to that success showing up. And they're very fun to read. So share your success story at parenting at liveyourtruth.com. And of course, make sure you go through my energy profiling course. Just go to thechildwhisper.com and you'll see information on the website to get access to my free energy profiling course that's both insightful to you as a parent and to your children. A lot of good stuff happening there. My next and last caller is Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. You're a type 2 mom. I'm good. You're a type 2 mom and you have five children and you need help with stress. Yeah, I um, I so you have to pardon me if I tear up a little bit. I'm extremely sleep right. deprived right now. Um, so I I have really been struggling with empathy and compassion lately, and I I'm kind of thinking that a lot of it has to do with my secondary type four nature and feeling yeah. like everything is out of control. Um, well, and, it kind of is. And you I have five children <laughs> between eight and four months. And you yeah. have, from my notes, three high-movement kids, yes. two type ones and a type and, three, right in the thick of it, right there, yeah. Yeah, and, and I have, and my type four son and I are really butting heads a lot lately, and I I think I'm struggling most with my empathy with him. Um, I feel like he is acting out in ways that I don't know how to break through, and, and I want to to be a really good mom to these kids, but I'm really yeah. Well, you know, I hear expecting too much of yourself. You've got to do less in the week. You've got to just dial it back a lot, a lot. You got to say no to more things. You got to give yourself to be. You got to give your. You sound like you're in your car. So you're not even home right now. I mean, you got to be I'm not, home. I'm actually. Long. I'm grocery shopping. I'm on my way to grocery shopping. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta get rid of some things in your life so things settle down you're pulled you're pulled in too many directions so you've got to literally what look at your next month and you got to take a bunch of stuff off you need to be home more you're just on the go too much and you can't pace yourself like that and you don't have reserves for your kids 
And you got yeah. to again you know, you're you need sleep because that's going to be essential. So you know if you've got your between you and your husband, be able to make sure you've got a few two three nights in the week that you get to sleep through the night. You just need to be able yeah. to reset. So get rid of some stuff, say no more, and be home more, and get some good night's sleep. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Do it. You can do it. I'm excited for you. Um, type two. Every mom, that's good advice for any mom, but she says, I can just tell her energy is really frazzled, and she's going too many places, too much on her plate, too much going on, and not enough rest. So you just got to dial it back. You, she's got four, five kids between eight and four months, and you got to have reserves for that group just to do the basics, just to do the basics well. And get rid of extracurricular. Even if it means getting rid of some of your children's extracurricular stuff. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll be back um, in two weeks. I will not be live next week. We're going to be filming some new makeovers here in our studio. I'm going to be sharing those. And make sure you go to my website and see addressingyourtruth.com. See the Sierna, C-Y-R-N-A. See her makeover. It's like, whoa, is this even the same woman? Go check that out and make sure you invest in dressing your truth, moms, because it changes your life and it gives you that advantage by just supporting you every day with the right energy on your body. I'll talk to you in a couple weeks. As a teacher, healer, speaker, best-selling author of The Child Whisperer and mother of five children, Carol Tuttle is honored to help you take the power struggle out of parenting and better understand the children in your life. If you'd like Carol to answer your question, call in next time or email your question to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Carol invites you to learn more about the four types of children at thechildwhisperer.com and connect with her at thecarolblog.com. If you haven't read The Child Whisperer yet, get your copy through the Child Whisperer website and enjoy happier, more successful, more cooperative children.